the tour was over and she went back to school. I called every day to see how she was doing. Every day that I called her, it seemed something was brewing. I called her room, a guy picked up. And then I called again. I said, yo, who was that? Oh, he's just a friend. Don't give me that. Don't ever give me that. Just bust this. You, you got what I need. You say he's just a friend. You say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. You, you got <laughs> what I need. Ah, continue podcast. Pour one out. Hot 97. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Like That's a, a tribute to the fallen hero, Bismarcky. We're recording this just two days after his passing on a show that is, I promise you, mostly about video games. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and with us today we have the two wonderful human beings that uh, make this show possible. We have Susan Art. Okay, go to Dave because, and then come back to me because... I experienced something really wonderful yesterday. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's a kick to Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, Dave Roberts. I just I, just, I want to hear the wonderful thing. I don't. Yeah, I want to hear okay. the wonderful thing too. Okay, okay. So, 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 actually, the slow jam reminded me of this. Have you ever seen Cisco interviewed about the genesis of Thong Song? No. <laughs> no. What? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So this came into my my timeline and my life yesterday, and honestly, I'm the better for it. So, okay. So uh, Cisco was part of Drew Hill, and they were like, you know, doing R&B and slow jams and stuff. And then one of the members of Drew, and they were doing great. And then one of the members was like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing this anymore. And they're like, dude, dude, we're making a lot of money. So, so they're like, okay, we need to take a break to let him chill and then come back. And Cisco's like, yeah, but you know, we're on the hook for some product. So I'm going to do a solo album while he chills. And they're like, okay, fine. So he's, he's working on that. And they want to hook him up with the, like the hot producers at the time, Bob and Jeff, I think were their names. Like that's their actual names, Bob and Jeff. Anyway. So they've put together a track that they want to get to Michael Jackson. And they're there because he, like that, that was, that was the, the top of the pyramid at that time. So they've put together this thing and they're like, oh, this is hot. This is sick to death. Awesome. And then they find out, hey, could you put some stuff together for Cisco? And they're like, yeah, sure, totally. So they put a bunch of stuff together and they slap it all on a dat and they send it to Cisco and they accidentally sent the Michael Jackson one also. So Cisco comes back and he's like, I want that. Oh my God, that is fire. I need it. And they're like, yeah, our, our, our bad. That wasn't for you. That was that's for Mike. We're we're really sorry. And and he talks them into it. And he's like, no, please, you have to give me this. And they're like, all right, fine. We screwed up. So yes, okay, great. You can have it. So he's he 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 now he has most of the musicality of the song, but he doesn't have any lyrics. And he goes on a date. And he takes her back to his room and they're getting along quite nicely. And she takes off her clothes and lo and behold, is wearing a thong, which he had never seen before. (laughs) 
And he was like... That seems impossible! <laughs> How could a member of Drew Hill in the late 90s have never... Okay, alright. <laughs> this is the, the legend of the story, Anthony. <laughs> so... Okay, so he's like... Oh. So the next day, he goes to all his friends. He's like, guys, 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 guys. <laughs> you have to know about this. They're like, what are you talking about? And he tells them about the thong and they're like edge of their seat like you know around a campfire kind of thing like what what tell us more about this i've only heard tell of these stories we have heard tell of these and so (laughs) next day or a few days later one of his guys comes into him and is like guess what guess what he's like what he's like i went on a date he's like yeah guess what she gave me he's like i don't know the thong the thong 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 oh my god yes so he the the lyrics of the thong song are Cisco's date. Uh, it's about him, you know, the dress so scandalous, blah blah blah. And then the chorus is is from his pal. And so the 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 track that was originally meant for Michael Jackson had a sample from Eleanor Rigby in it. And I I shit you not. <laughs> I love music. <laughs> but. So Cisco's, he's like, okay, I love that it's strings, but Eleanor Rigby is Eleanor Rigby. So he gets a guy, a violinist who worked on Star Wars and says to him, he's like, okay, I I want something like this, but not this. And dude just whips something up because, oh my God. And, but then he's like, but, but what do you want to like? counterpunch it cisco and then they so they come up with the entire string line and this this masterful concert violinist is the one who plays it on the thong song (laughs) and that's one of the only credits he lists in his bio because he's just so tickled by it i'm just the 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 best part of this to me is that 21 years ago and I, it's difficult to contextualize this for the younger people who listen to this show because everybody is always talking about how, oh, you know, the, the things that were scandalous in the past, you have no idea the things that people would set off and it was so ridiculous. The Fong song was for about six months in the year 2000 held up as the icon of uh, new millennium periods. Like, Yep. Every not not Fox News. Every news station was a, like a new low for pop music in history. The TRL generation crumbling uh, at the scene. The fact that it comes from this place of t- complete innocence and naivete yep. and delight <laughs> and joy. <laughs> yep, is and is such a sweet payoff. I mean, he he was what he was. In nineteen twenty, if that, young, very young, young. Very, very, very young guy. So, we're not done yet. <laughs> so, one of the lyrics, one of the just throwaway lines, is about the girl with the thong. She's living La Vida Loca, which he sang the exact way. Ricky Martin sings it in his song, which then opened up Ricky Martin to having rights to thong song because technically Mm -hmm. he wrote part of it. 
Sure. Yep. Wow. So Ricky Martin made a fortune off Thong Song. That's two people who I like. I, I feel like they should have to have matching beach houses. Like they, the, the yeah, they, yeah, there should be dual beach houses like right paid next for to each other, right, right next, next to each other. Yeah. They share. They go, a out, dock. they go out on the the terrace, the or the balcony or whatever. The, the, like, w- like, cup of coffee. How's it going? Yeah, hey, Ricky, <laughs> look at us. Latest check. <laughs> We're getting those sweet, sweet Spotify pennies, boy. I, um, that's I, awesome. I, just, I remember a Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell as Robert Goulet, and <laughs> he's. Like he's doing, he, he he's doing like a CD ad for something called like the Coconut Bangers Ball, and it's just him as Robert Goulet singing hip hop songs of the era. She's got dumps like a truck, truck, truck thighs like a what, what, what? <laughs> shabap, shaboot, shabop, thong song. There we go. <laughs> That's yeah, man. Talk about an era. Yeah, it's it is that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, we can we can leave that era. I will recommend uh, people go find the YouTube video. I don't I don't even know if it's still up because it was it was flagged at some point as I- illegal to air. But a a member of the Saudi Arabian royal family hired. Uh, this is a few five or six years ago. Saudi Arabian family uh, royal family hired Nelly to come play oh, okay. uh, their birthday concert. Now, think about all the things that are illegal in Saudi Arabia and that you can't oh my talk God. about publicly. Now imagine what a Nelly song becomes <laughs> under those conditions. It's getting hot in here because it, because of the, it, we're in a desert. That's it's it, it's very warm. When he plays hot in here, the, like it's just like a beat and silence, and then occasionally like and a what what and a. <laughs> and a the word Good gracious. The, I mean, something's bodacious. What? <laughs> it's very, it's very surreal. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if anybody listening has sort of picked up on the general vibe on the Hot ninety seven episode, Hot ninety seventh episode of Continue Podcast, but it is the middle of July, and we, the three of us, are in a slight game doldrums place. Mm-hmm. We're a little like, yeah, whatever, video games. Uh, you know, before before we started recording uh, properly, Susan was talking about in the pre-show. She's been playing the survivalist, but she's like, I don't even, I don't need to talk about that. I've been playing a game called Chicory, uh, which is a very uh, cute, artful sort of uh, 2D exploration game where you paint in the background. But I, my reaction to it is also like, oh, that's an art, art indie in- game. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> Indie you game. made one of those. <laughs> uh, and Dave, you're 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 in the middle of playing yeah, a little Judgment I mean, it's, again. It's, it's all like remasters, right? And replays yeah. right now. Like I'm in the middle of Judgment on PS5. The lighting's nice. Like I'm, they, <laughs> lighting. <laughs> you did it. Uh, the I, you know, I still need to go back and finish the Final Fantasy VII on PS5 and play the YouTube sure. DLC. And sure. yeah, and then yeah, and now Skyward Sword. It's just like, oh boy, I'm playing. All of the games I've already played, we've talked about before. So we'll, we haven't we'll, talked about Skyward Sword, which we'll, we'll get to. We'll get but. to Skyward Sword. We'll get to Skyward Sword because there is something worth talking about there that I think is very interesting. But um, you know, I I've been 
I played through that Yuffie DLC, and that kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of a, a month-long stretch of just being like, eh, <sighs> what am I, I... Like, I... It's not that I don't want to play games. I do. It's just there's nothing lighting me on fire. What do you guys... What do you guys turn to? Because we've talked about on the show before that that desire to sort of rekindle a passion for something you've lost interest in or that you've drifted away from and sort of how do you get back to it. Doldrums are different. Doldrums are that sort of, you, you know, anybody who's read the Phantom Toll Booth knows what I'm talking about. You're in a between place and you have no motivation to get out of it. What do you turn to when you're just out of games and like TV is out? Susan, what do you, what is your, I've drifted away, I'm focused on other things, activity. Well, this is, I mean, this is actually what led me to be playing the survivalists. Oh, that's interesting. Because, so I, uh, I I was playing Civ for a long time and then I came to the conclusion, I realized, I don't care about winning. I just like taking care of the little people. Mm. I want them to have education and food and nice roads and all that, but that's not the point of Civ. So I asked Twitter, I'm like, okay, here's here's my thing. What what do I do? What do I And I enjoyed Ish Tropico. I picked a I picked up an older one for I think seven dollars on sale. But I don't like the whole it's a banana republic and the 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 political subtext there about you know uh, coups and and all that. It's a weird dark. So, there's uh, like the dark comedy of Tropico is absolutely so yeah. strong. It's the flavor is very potent, and if you're not there, then it it, it yeah. rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're in the mood for that, it does that very well. But that again, that's that's just a different kind of Civ type gameplay. So the survivalists, there is a point to it. You are you are reaching toward a goal. But mostly it's just make your nice, make your house nice, make your weapons nice, gather resources, get some fruit, learn to cook. Very small goals, very self-motivated, very brain over there, mm. hands occupied. It's, it's, it's that. And that's what I turn, that's the kind of thing I turn to when... I want to play something, but I don't really care. Like, I, I played... I finished Resident Evil 8 twice. Uh, you Dang. finished Resident Evil 8 twice? I did. I did. Well, okay. I was playing on easy. I got... So. Wait, but, 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 but why? <laughs> well, especially after the text. Like, you seemed, like, very unimpressed with it. Yes. I was unimpressed with it. Here's the problem. <sighs> Long sigh. They gave me things to collect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. That's a problem. And the first time I went through Tall Lady's Castle, I missed a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because I I was just running away and whatever, and I I just wanted to get through it because I was tired of it. And then I'm like, oh, well, if I start New Game Plus, I still have all my weapons, Mm -hmm. and I have all my upgrades, and I'm still playing on easy, so... Like, I made it through the game in, I think, six hours total. You can you can blast through it when you, yeah. when you start it over, yeah. Yeah, if you know, if you know what, you're, what you're doing, and it's like, okay, this is the part where I do this. So, that one was... 
you know, I did it and it's done. And and there's nothing I'm like really excited about. So I just want to be occupied in a semi-pleasing way. Yeah. So that's where I ended up with the survivalists. That, that's, by the way, they almost got me with Resident Evil 8. To, because you finish it and it says, here are your points. You got yeah. all the points. <laughs> Look at what you did. Yep. To, now you can unlock all this stuff. And I was 200 points shy of being able to have Chris uh, Redfield's machine gun and then the infinite ammo unlock. Oh, like, oh yeah, wow. yeah. The infinite ammo is very appealing. And, uh, I, oh, I'm 200 points shy. And I was like, nice try, Resident <laughs> Evil 8. Yeah. I know, you don't you don't get to pad your user metrics uh, on player behavior with your game. No, that's what me. that re- reverse game or whatever that is that's coming. The, what the, is that? It's, like a mo- it's, 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 it's their multiplayer like, thing, like Umbrella yeah. Chronicles, but it's like you get to play as tofu i don't know like all the different like resident <laughs> evil characters um oh it looks uh, like a 3ds game i don't know why it's on <laughs> resident evil revelations hd it, it looks it, it doesn't even look like a 3ds game it looks like a ds game you know the thing when they were converting sort of bigger series to ds and they were like ah we'll just sell shade it people won't people won't know it'll look fine <laughs> So, Susan, uh, you talking about those types of games reminds me. I actually, I just fired up a demo for a few minutes yesterday for a game called Terra Nil. Have you heard of this? Okay. It's a Devolver published, made by Free Lives, the Broforce team. It's like a reverse Civ builder where it's like you have this barren wasteland and your objective is to turn it back into nature. So you have all of these, like... um, like reclaiming devices where you set up like wind turbines and that turns like the like barren dirt into stuff that you can like put soil on and then you put other machines that turn it into grass and you're like rebuilding oh, what rivers. What a fun idea. Yeah, it looks it like I only played a few minutes but it, it was like oh, I could see this being like it's just like super chill. You just kind of hang out and the and and you're just putting stuff down and turning stuff into into grass again. Uh the demo is free right now. I don't know if there's a release date yet, but it sounds like the demo is relatively substantial, so that could give you a couple hours of something. Did they finish? There. Did those guys finish Broforce? I think so. Broforce is, like, officially done. Well, that I mean, was, that game was, that was finished the, for a while, but they just kept adding to it. They just kept adding. That's what I mean. Like, they yeah. never... That was Ellen Ripbro. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the names I, are I the best. No apologies. The, yeah. I love Broforce. I love Broforce so much and that was a that was the first game i ever played at any pax the first pax i ever went to was with joyce that's a good pax game march 2014 and it was also the first early access game i had ever played oh nice never i had never played something that was like publicly accessible but was just the bones of a thing that game is the, f- the the first time I played that was at a South by Southwest, and the rep from Devolver was wearing a cutoff denim jean jacket and an American flag bandana. Uh, he Perfect. was way into it. I was I was Perfect. sold <laughs> immediately. <laughs> That's that they give you that when you uh, sign on at Devolver. That's they give you that. <laughs> That's part of your welcome package at Devolver. I yeah, it's funny. I I love. The I do love that experience of finding something like the survivalists in these sort of fallow periods 
where you just try stuff out and say, hey, this is this is definitely outside of what I usually gravitate to. And it's when it's when you discover things that are awesome. That's how I ended up playing Sakuna of Rice and Ruin last year. Oh. It was just like, all right, here's let's let's really go off the reservation and find something different. Is there that's <clears throat> a question for both of you because I, I I keep hearing so many people say, Oh man, there's like nothing exciting coming out, and I think the rest of the year is fucking stacked. Like there's a ton of great stuff coming out. Is there anything coming out in the next month that for you two is that's the next big thing that's the next you know that you're going to be playing it you know that's your island i like next week is new world ends with you but also the great ace attorney Mm -hmm. is finally out in english Mm -hmm. the the 19th century officially out in english like not just like a fan translation yeah Yeah. so Uh, those are those are pretty exciting there's there's cool stuff uh you know Psychonauts 2 will or won't make people feel things in August. Susan, is there anything on the horizon that's that's lighting you up? I don't know. I don't I don't pay attention to release dates very much oh, sure. anymore because like when if something comes out and I want it then I'll get it. Then but it's, out. it's not right. my job to know about <laughs> these things. So I will pre-order something I want to absolutely be certain I have the day it comes out otherwise I will be languishing and like on the floor in fetal position saying why. <laughs> but other than that, sure. I just kind of pick it up whenever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Dave, not, nothing Well, nothing. I mean <clears throat> The reason why I'm replaying Judgment right now is because Lost Judgment comes out oh, yeah. uh, in September, and I'm very yeah. excited about that. Uh, it, it will be interesting. Did you hear about this? Like, curf- man, this is like this series is cursed. Uh, previously, uh, the one of the main sort of like antagonist antagonist forces of the game, the character, uh, right. was a, a musician in Japan who got caught for possession of cocaine and just got like non-personed immediately they had to pull the game from shelves they yeah, it's had not to like it is here it's not yeah. like it is. if you if you are pub- if you are publicly outed as having narcotics it you you are fucking canceled for life yeah oh, like wow. not, and yeah. not just like oh no like you can't go on twitter anymore like like we're talking like your catalog of work is just removed like his music gone uh like oh, yeah they, they okay. removed they removed the game from shelves in japan replaced his voice actor and um like mo- like the texture mapping for, like for his face they basically changed his face and his voice actor within the like three months or whatever it took for that game to come out here in america yeah. wow yeah. he's not even on the disc like if you have the disc and you put it in your machine he's not there anymore you can't, oh you my can't God. play the version one of that game unless you go and find one of the first print run in yeah. Japan. Yeah, uh, the wow. the <laughs> recent kerfuffle now is that so the actor uh, who, uh, who plays the main character Yagami, the, his name escapes me at the moment, uh, but he was a he was a member of the boy band uh, SMAP, which is apparently very like <laughs> that's not SMAP a SMAP. <laughs> Uh, which me- actually does me. It's like s- sports music. All s- I forget what it is. It's like it. it it's <laughs> j- snap band. Snap. Okay, I'm gonna- <laughs> snap sounds like the name of a joke boy band. 
from yeah. an episode of Invader Zim. I mean, like, like the, 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 it does, it's actually. like years active, 1988 to 2016. Like, they're basically like Menudo. Like, oh, uh, I get yeah, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, sports music assemble people is what it stands for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, Takia Kimura, that's his name. Uh, he is like one of the members of this band, and he's like huge in Japan, like movies, TV shows, like just huge star. Also loves video games and got involved in this project. The thing is that he is a member, uh, like he is the last remaining uh, member of the talent agency that represented SMAP. All the other members left, uh, called like Johnny Inc. I think is what it's called, but they are. <laughs> no. notoriously strict about how their uh, clients are represented in media, uh, especially like online media. Like uh, in learning about the story, I realized I I saw images of like, if there's a magazine cover with a client of theirs that also appears on the web, they remove that person from the cover. It's just a silhouette. Yeah. Like that's the kind of control that they have. Um, it's uh, apparently like very similar to stuff like uh, like in K-pop, just like you very know. very heavily managed clients are like no you like like and that's how they have control both over like the the people who they work with as well as their own clients. Anyway, so this game, uh, Sega has realized that Steam and PC in like Steam and PC is very important to the success of their franchises. Like Yakuza is taken off there. Uh, a lot like like they're starting to put Persona games like Persona Four sold huge on Steam for them like 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 really well so they're they're like reevaluating their entire business model to make Steam like a core part of this uh, of their plans going forward and the problem was was when they first signed uh, Kimura on uh, they didn't factor that in so that's why there's no Judgment port to PC right now is oh. because this talent agency is like. We do not want Kimura appearing on a PC platform. Console's so, okay. Apparently, Stadia also okay. Probably wait, because no, I don't. Stadia's okay. Judgment is on Stadia, but not on Steam. So that's bananas. That's well, I bananas. Was, I, I was gonna say that there is. <sighs> Look, the the things that people do with PC game assets these days. Oh yes. Yeah. Fair are um no it's not like it used to be let's but, say that <laughs> but also oh, like, I don't know. it's not like consoles are locked down as much as they used to be either I was just gonna say I like so that's not as much of a defense but I could see that like yeah they, like, we, do, we don't hey, we don't want Kimura making out with the heavy from Team Fortress yes. Two like wait okay we don't want um our client to be like you know, used in hardcore pornography. Fine. Especially since it's a photo-accurate version of... Right. Ooh, yeah, especially after yeah. hearing reports of, like, you know, Beyond Two Souls, people taking Elliot Page exactly. out of... Yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, oh, yeah, Susan, up. you didn't know that? Yeah. No. When, yeah. So David Cage and Quantic Dream assured Elliot Page that no data from her motion capture was detailed enough to depict the body. And okay. within one day of release of Beyond Two Souls, um, you know, data miners found a complete nude character model. Oh, yeah, one day. Yeah, one class day. act. Quantic yeah. Dream, always keeping it real. Good job. Yeah, you, you, mm. uh, you guys. You know, we'll add that emotions. to the litany of crimes, including like Nazi jokes that they're still. 
allegedly according to uh you know court reports so, yeah so anyway, anyway that's so, re- that's so, why judgment so now is out Se- well sega is like okay uh if we want this series to be successful and we want to keep making these we have to put them on steam and the talent like the talent agency right now is like no so it's possible that this next game that's coming out will be the last in the series because Yagami like Kimura is Yagami he is the main character they can't I don't know, like, unless they decide, like, nope, psych, it's played by a new guy who's not in it, like, but, I don't know, they might not do that because they... Apollo Justice, they'll get Apollo Apollo Justice it. Yeah, like, they they may just think that, like, Kimura is is the character to such an extent that they can't go forward without him, or maybe the contract won't allow that, I don't know, but... Oh, mm, I was gonna say, like, you can tell they're not American, because an American company would be like, well... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like. Sorry, or, Michael or like, Ironside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like Splinter Cell was it Sam Fisher de aging twenty years because they didn't get Michael Ironside back or something. Anyway, guys, it's fine. Michael Ironside returned to the character uh, as mm, a mobile DLC yeah, in yeah. the Division. It's. Mm. I. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> every every mention of Ubisoft devolves into senior card gauge, Dave. That's <laughs> that's, that's all that happens. <laughs> um, man, yeah, Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment. I'm very excited about. I'm very excited. I about. I have found uh, games that I'm interested in. Oh, lay it on me. Okay, so we've got uh, 12 minutes. Oh yes, oh, coming out. Looks hot. Yeah. Next oh, yeah. month. Uh Deathloop. Yep. Yes. And maybe possibly Nino Kuni 2. I I man, did, Dave, did you wait. play Nino Kuni 2? I did. I went the distance on that. You went the distance. Well, wait, it's coming wait, out to wait. Switch. That's what's that's what's happening. Wait, no, isn't it on Switch or is it not out on Switch? The yet? first one's on it's Switch. Not the out first on one's yet. on Switch, okay. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that game, man. That game's weird as shit. That's <laughs> the setup of that game. Yeah, that game. Holy weird. shit. <laughs> I don't know if strange. it like really makes good on that premise, but like, man, that o- the opening ten minutes of that game are a ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, did not, I, did I remember not... you talking about that, yeah. I didn't play it, but just the whole premise. Like I'm like that's. I'm just glad it exists. I'm fine. Yeah, with that. it's fine. fine. Like it, like like gameplay wise, it fixes the problems that the first one had, which was like it just wasn't fun to play. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of an issue I had with it. Yeah, it was just so slow. Yeah. And uh, oh, and then in October, uh, the next Dark Pictures anthology. Oh I yeah, know, that came out of nowhere. I'm so happy they're doing that. That's I'm excited. It was the last one that was shitty, right? Yes. Yeah. It was. And what? It's Man of Medan's the good one, right? Or is that the most recent? Uh, well, um, the first one is still the best. Right. Um, until dawn, Man of Medan, I loved. Um, whatever the heckin'. What the last one was where your choices made absolutely right no difference. Like, yeah, that who's, was. Are you real? Are you actually in the past? Blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. That well, it's fine. Every every great horror series has like a down and then comes back up. Yeah, yeah. has a Jason in space. Yeah, has a Jason space. Jason so X you, or whatever. Jason X is awesome. Is, 
Yeah, I've no, never don't. Seen it. Yeah, if you've seen it, no, don't, don't. Jason in Hell is real the one ones. That no, Jason. Yeah, Jason in Hell's bad. Jason in Hell's bad. Uh, Suze, you'll play Shin Megami Tensei Five when that happens, right? Are you out at this point? I don't. Are you? Know. you well, you, you are, you're do more of like a. Of well, I'm, you're more like a persona person, right? Like you need that like daily hanging out with your friends, loving up stats, like that kind of hook. No, or? Okay, no. Look, here's the okay. thing about Shenmu. Or uh, sorry, Shimigami Tensei. <laughs> Shenmu. Wow. We where, have where more opinions about Shenmu. <laughs> I do. I do. It. It's. Dif- it's difficult in a very different way yeah. than yeah. Persona. It is. And it's less... And there, and I, I find there's less charm or even style or anything yeah. to, to balance that. It's really just more of a stripped-down kind of throw-yourself-against-a-wall and, and, and triumph kind of a thing. I like... Like I don't mind the I don't mind difficulty because I mean the Persona games are not easy, mm-hmm. but I want a more fully realized yeah. It, yeah. And like you said, it's also it's very like the the concept of those games is like very cold and detached because you are like mm-hmm. one person in a desolate like yeah. wasteland. I think they added more characters in like four, four and stuff. Four, four is a very it has a really good story, but it's still it does, yeah, yeah. Four has a g- good story, but it's very it's still very detached, and I, that's yeah. why I really like those games. I love the sort of dry humor of them. Like I, it's hard to say it's nihilistic because you're in these horrible ruined landscapes, but it is very much about sort of allowing you to choose are you sort of going to try and do something like it's it's not always a a heroic thing it's not true yeah are you going to you know be good and righteous it's more like are you gonna try and keep life going is that even worth it or are you gonna become a monster it's 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 absurd to use the term realistic no for these kinds of games but yeah they're, they are. They're more like it, for, with human dynamics and, and interpersonal things, and and that they're they're definitely more connected to reality than a persona. Mm-hmm. And uh, mechanically, I appreciate them, mm-hmm. but I would I I you know give me persona, give me persona Q, mm-hmm. that that flavor. So that is actually speaking of speaking of a uh, difficult. That's a pretty good transition uh, into the the game that Dave and I have been playing over the weekend, and that I swear to God we're going to be able to find a way to get Susan interested in it. I swear to God, there's relevancy here. Uh, <laughs> you don't you don't believe me? Do you? Yeah. you don't believe me? All right, here. I don't. No. I, I, I like, promise. I all promise. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Skyward Sword HD, uh, Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda Skyward Sword HD came out. And uh, this is weird. This is weird to say, but like, but like they finally made uh, a a version of this game that isn't actively a chore to engage in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's very the conversion of this game to a traditional control scheme is cumbersome at first. Because you can just you could just play it with. The controller. There's no need for any motion aspect. I mean, it's there if you want it, but it's there if you, you want don't, it. You don't want it. 
but it takes some sort of getting your head you you have to break yourself out of just the modern familiarity mm. of all controls you know you play any action game now and there's just sort of crossover but mm-hmm. in order to say have free control of the camera which you play it and you're like you couldn't control the camera in that fucking game when it first came out because of course you couldn't it was a Wii controller there were two mm. damn buttons on the thing so now you have to to have free control of a camera at any given moment you have to get your head into a place where you remember to hold L1 and then use the right analog stick but that sounds horrific. That's not terrible. I could do that's yeah. I don't hate that. It, yeah, it's just it's just awkward. It's just awkward yeah. to sort of put yourself in a place. And it's awkward, especially beginning, because you don't have the thing that makes the right stick important because right. that's the sword. You and like sword it's yet? a part of everything in that game. Mm. But it is so number one, it's killing me that they didn't do for those the th- the Super Mario 3D All-Stars thing that we all played last year. It sucks that they didn't give those games this treatment because it looks so pretty and it controls so well. Like just the just the mm. consideration of the way everything works. Like I wish that I could play Mario Galaxy in the same way or that they yeah. sort of softened and cleaned up Super Mario Sunshine to the extent that they did this because it's yeah, it's really impressive the the care that went into saying, "Hey, we we made a game and forced it into motion controls, and it was <laughs> very very cumbersome and unfriendly to do that to human beings." Well, so let's, and also let's we, we made a game that we sold to a bunch of people who don't play games. How can we get them to play this game, mm. but also somehow treat them like children? Uh, constantly. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> just, just like babies playing video games. It's not just Nintendo stuff. I like going back and playing things that were made from about 2004 to about 2013. No game in that decade just fucking starts. You don't just turn on a game and it's like, mm. no, here, uh, play a game. There was this obsession with just hours of onboarding in everything and i i don't i i recently tried to replay final fantasy 12 i was like oh i'll just get through the intro section the intro section's like four hours fucking long before you have more than one dude final fantasy 13 you don't gain experience points until you're like three hours into the game it's crazy (laughs) i'm so you're fighting people you don't gain experience though yeah (laughs) I, lo- I love that, like, the reaction after making Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild is just like, fuck it, just let them do whatever they want. Let them do whatever they want. It's fine. They'll just, figure it they'll, out. They'll figure it out. Or they won't. Who or cares? They, or they won't. They'll, whatever. They'll just talk about how it sucks for four years and then decide they <laughs> like it. Um, <laughs> so, the thing that is very cool about Skyward Sword, and I'm not going to sit here and try to sell anybody on Zelda. Everybody knows what Zelda is. The thing that is cool about it is it got me thinking about um, how we've talked a lot on the show over the past year about how the, the sort of worst thing a game can do is disrespect your time. That that where everything falls apart is, you know, belaboring things for the sake of needless mechanics, of needless story, of, of just, you know, the perception that you're somehow adding value by dumping more and more and more into a game 
And I realized that when we've talked about this, something that I've harped on is that I, I want to always be moving or like seem like I'm doing something in a game. Talking about East 9 earlier this year or Returnal. Uh, they're games I love because it's just so snappy. You're always just move, 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 do this, do this, do this. And I realized that's not... A game doesn't have to just be the speediest, doing everything all the time type of game to be a game that respects your time. I've really enjoyed playing the first four or five hours of Skyward Sword and free of the motion controls you can really see how they made the game to be very slow. It's very, very, very slow-paced. Because yep. they were making it slow-paced because they knew you were constantly going to have to be worrying about oh, true, all true. of this bullshit. So the fights true. can't be that fast. The exploration has to be a little slower to accommodate all of this other stuff. And now that you're not doing any of that stuff, it's very easy to appreciate how intentional everything is. Uh, I made it through the first of the dungeons last night, and it's been so long since I've played through any traditional Zelda dungeon that you forget how kind of ingenious they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I and it's not it's not you know sort of rose colored ga- glasses looking back on something uh, because I tried to play Skyward Sword uh, last year. I don't know if you guys remember that tweet thread where I was just baiting people. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I started off. I was like, "This is it. I'm finally gonna do it. I'm playing God of War 2018." And then the next picture was my screen when it was the Skyward Sword boot screen. I was like, oops! <laughs> Not this time, fuckers! Uh, oops, all gruesome. But, like, <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get food, through... All berries. I didn't, even, I didn't even try to finish the first dungeon when I was playing through it, uh, like, with an actual Wii Remote last year, because it's, it's miserable. It just stands in your way. And now it's just this yeah, very yeah. lovely, patient game. I, yeah, I, well, I'll be perfectly honest. I wish I was playing it right now. And it's fun, like, so... <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I don't know if it was anticipation in leading up to Skyward Sword or just, again, the gaming doldrums uh, where I cracked out my 3DS and I booted up Link Between Worlds again. Oh. And I was like... That game's so good! Oh, it's so, good. so good. And again, it's like... It, it, talk about a game that, like, sets a thing up and then just gets out of your way. Like, it'll... It, it's a little more talky than, you know, Link to the Past is, but it's nowhere near as invasive as, like, the original Skyward Sword was. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, here you go. Follow the story beats, and then now you're in a dungeon. The dungeon's, like, smart, but also quick to get through, and then now you're on to the next one. It's a very brisk mm-hmm. uh, game, and, and it just the way that it's, like, it, it opens itself up as you're playing and then reveals this, like, like oh now you can do more because you have access to all of these items, uh, and I was like worried. I was worried. I was like, is like, is Skyward Sword, just like gonna be the exact opposite of this? And I think that like it's still like you said, it's still a very slow game. Like that that opening bit where like you have to find the three kikwis or whatever before you can even get the item that will get you to the next dungeon. But it's not bad the, though. It's no, not like that, no. that whole thing. <laughs> 
You know, my memory of it was like, oh, God, you just got to fucking spend all this time finding some goo-gaws in the environment. And what it's doing is they, the environment is really twisty and compact. Like, you're in a small space, but there's all kinds of hidden nooks and crannies. Yeah. And well, they create a quest. They're like, oh, guess what? Like, even if you have a map, you're going to get turned around in here. Mm-hmm. Here's something to go do so that you actually understand what's here. Yeah, because what I remember of that game is then, like, once you get, you know, the way that Zelda games typically work is you get the three goo-gaws, and then you you hit, like, a midpoint, and then the game's like, now get six goo-gaws, but going back to where you were. And uh, what I remember that game doing is, like, now that you have the lay of the land, go back with more stuff, and other things opened up for you, so now that with this knowledge that we've given you, you can explore deeper. Uh, and the way that the game now, both the text moves a lot faster, 60 mm. frames a second just makes the game a lot smoother, especially with the fact that you don't need to use motion controls. The w- the fact that, like, all of the stuff that, like, f- occasionally Fee will interrupt you, but all of the stuff that she would normally just, like, you'd walk somewhere and go, hey, let me explain this thing to you. <laughs> All you of know the what time. money is? Have you, yeah. Are you an adult that has the ability to read? That's money! You found uh, money! And then uh, you turn it on again, and it's like, did you forget what money is? Uh, like, uh you yeah. found money again. Yeah, well, yeah, like, that stuff's gone, but also just the stuff where, like, all of the option, all of the extra dialogue that, like, Fee would give you to over-explain everything to you is now relegated to like whenever something like that happens you can press down on the d-pad and get that information if you want it uh it just like the her little icon glows and you're like oh she has something to say maybe this would help me figure out what i need to do right now or you could just ignore it uh stuff like that like that they they went in and they really thought about like what were the what were the pain points of this game that like everyone what on the end this inter- game suck yeah yes, yes. And like, yeah. and what remains? What remains if you take out all the things that made it suck? And like, it's something good. Like I think, like I, I was a weirdo at the time. I've I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like I dropped Skyrim to play this game just because it was very cozy for me, and I like. I like Zelda, mm. um, and I like even like yes, there's a lot of bullshit, but I still I, there was a lot of like the the dungeon design was really interesting. The items that you got were really interesting, like in a way that like uh, just like d- different than like the bog standard Zelda type bow and arrow, all this stuff. Like it was it there was an interesting game in there inside of all of the bullshit that like Nintendo was like dealing with just as a company finding like massive success in this thing and trying to figure out how to get that how to sustain it beyond just selling Wii Sports to people. Hmm. Uh it didn't work. The answer it, was no. nobody No, cares. it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, because you you turned off the like people who buy video games in bulk and then the normal people that bought Wii Sports didn't buy it. Uh, but stripping all of that bullshit away, it turns out that there's actually a good game in here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. Neat. It's nice to it's nice to, to 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 have an opportunity to see that. It's also interesting to see. So it's the same. It's the the guy the guy who directed Minish Cap back in the day is the guy. Who I love that game. Right, Minish Cap's it's a good. wonderful game. And so yeah. the three he he directed were Minish Cap, Skyward Sword, and Breath of the Wild. And 
it's hmm. interesting to sort of see the 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 like DNA strands between those three things because hmm. Skyward Sword feels a lot like Breath of the Wild if you just compacted it into a very small body. You're like, all right, what if what what is left of Breath of the Wild if you can't explore really? You just you just have all the weirdos you meet, and it's funny people talk about Breath of the Wild as being like the ultimate freedom and experimentation game. There's so much jabbering in that game. There's so much jabbering. Is there? Yeah, but you can avoid it. You if you oh. if you don't if you don't spend a lot of time going into the towns and doing the quests in the towns, you wouldn't know it because there's just all of this other stuff to just be doing between it. And Skyward Sword is sort of all of that in a really tight little thorny space. And you have to engage with it in just sort of this very methodical, deliberate way. And I I am fast I'm fascinated to see A how this game sells and B how people are going to talk about it. Uh in general, because I feel like there there are a huge number of people who have switches um, that really like Breath of the Wild and really liked Link's Awakening and yeah. have never played anything else because it's not on there. And they're going to run into this and it's going to feel very... It's going to feel like a pair of shoes that look just like your old shoes but are a size too small. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Jonah's been playing it. Like Jonah's first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild, yeah. Uh, and so he's been playing this, and he likes it so far. He's uh, he's uh, I think he just got to the first dungeon, and like just the the concept of the dungeon like is such a foreign idea to him because the even the the sure. divine beasts like the, they were dungeons they weren't really they're like, like a room it's a yeah. big room that yeah you get through. and and so like him just like trying to figure this stuff out but like you know he's he's digging it which is That's interesting cool. to see i think i mean it's zelda it's gonna sell like link's awakening that remake sold mm. like well, like five million copies like just That's some ridiculous number uh, and I, I figure, like, the fact that they, they, and Nintendo seems to be leaning hard into trying to connect Skyward Sword with Breath of the Wild. Like, that trailer yeah. that they showed at E3 of, like, Link falling from the sky, I was like, oh, yeah, no, Skyward Sword is is directly connected to these, these freaking videos. There is no timeline, but there's a timeline. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. It's... I- I've been playing it with Lyra, and um, obviously, I there's no voice acting, so you have to read all of the dialogue out loud, uh, and nothing nothing will make you realize how much dialogue there is in a video game, like having to read it out loud to a child. Yep. Uh, yeah. But it also uh, it sort of reveals the charm in it too. You know, it's. I was talking to uh, a friend who's playing it over the weekend. He's like, this is the most still like unnatural dialogue in the world. And I was like, it's, it's a fairy tale, man. <laughs> like they're not going to talk like, no, LA. I, well, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, they, hmm. it, they speak like they're in a storybook and you're reading it. Like it is a storybook. Lyra does love Groot. She likes. He's the uh, best. She likes Bruce. What? What? How can you not like Bruce? He's, he's the man. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. I like I like it. It's a game that's its reputation is one of disrespecting your time, and it it doesn't really do that anymore. It's cool. Uh, so final question of the episode, guys. Who who spent money on a weird electronic box this past week? Did either of you guys buy an electronic box? Uh, nope. No, didn't do it. I did. Dave, nope. Yeah, Dave bought an electronic box. Dave, you also electro- did too. Look, I'm not on trial here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before, we, why did you get a new switch? I do. I, I'm guessing it's because you play in handheld mode pri- most okay. of the time, I, I, and the yeah. the superior screen makes that better. I primarily play in handheld mode. I almost yes, exclusively yeah, yeah. play in handheld mode. But and this yeah. is an audio format, so. Nobody can see me checking my door to see if anybody's listening outside. Oh, God. But now that Lyra is fine. <gasps> Got it. I want to be able to say, like, here is uh, okay. your switch. And Got it. Here's Daddy's very fancy one. You don't touch Metroid it. Metroid in it. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that that that's okay. That, okay, that makes sense. That, to me. that was that the, the the logic was like, oh well, now I ha- I will have a second one, and now it, it can be like you have carte blanche. I have yeah. I think like well, we did that, but we did that with the Switch Lite because right. like mm-hmm. the we mm-hmm. were like, well, I don't I don't play on the TV at all. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just get this, and then Jonah like it's it's still the family Switch, but he's the one who plays on it. So sure. Yeah, unless unless I'm unless I'm playing something with Lyra, uh, we're not using mm-hmm. the the TV at all. Um, although, like sometimes, if like the game is like very visually dense, like I had to play Astral Chain on the TV because there's a lot that makes sense. A lot going on. Uh, but that's <laughs> Dave. We're not talking about the dumb. <laughs> I'm we're not talking about the dumb about shit now. I bought. Um, uh. Yeah, you got you got a Steam Deck. One of those. Well, I I have reserved my intent to buy a Steam Deck with five dollars down. Which, like, right. honestly, I like as Canonical pointed out of the chat. Like, this is just GameStop's model, dude. Like, there's nothing special. But I was like, yeah, you're right. But also, like, man, how cool would it have been if Sony had something set up where you put five dollars down, they tell you when your order is available, and then you just buy it rather than either. Yeah waiting for walmart to go oh, buy it buy it and then it's gone or uh dealing with scalpers or yep. yeah like just it's it's or yeah or put or like what playdate is gonna do where you have to put all 180 dollars down and then wait six months which i'm gonna which do. I do which i will do i will do that which i will do but uh, also I, like i think i think the five dollars thing is nice because then you could go like oh yeah no i'll get it and then maybe who knows where you're gonna be in six months so, yeah i yeah. wanted i wanted to say to both of you that this was the first time that i've tried to get uh, uh any kind of computer or console device in like the last 18 months and had to engage in the madness that you guys have been dealing oh, with like, yeah. trying to get a playstation like it's trash I, 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 man the Bad. PS5 just like fell in my lap. Like there was somebody who said, "I got two. Do you want one? Give me one dollars." Yeah. So I didn't have to. I didn't have to go through whatever the fuck this is. Like 
trying to order the Switch thing, it, like, I, I had, like, three different stores open yeah. in tabs and reloading them. I was like, this is dumb. This sucks. Why, it's bad. Why would it's I a bad time. It's terrible. At least, yeah, it's at, terrible. at least they are in higher quantities than a graphics card. <laughs> You know, like if you want to buy a 3070 right now, like good freaking luck. Like Newegg has a raffle that it's a like raffle. You, yeah, a, a raffle wow. for a random chance to buy a graphics card. And there are like 20, <laughs> you know, with each drop or whatever. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, the, what we are talking about is Valve announced a new computer that I'm actually excited about. And I think that, like, this is different. It's called the Steam Deck. Um, so, have you guys seen, like, there, these things that come up every now and again, like Linus Tech Tips will be like, drop your Switch for this, and it's like a, a handheld right. PC that runs yeah. Windows and stuff. But you look at it, you're like, oh, that's really cool, and then the price tag's like $1,000, and it's like, oh, you can't actually buy this because it's an Indiegogo campaign, and we only made yep. 200 yep. of them. Uh, so this is that, but like by a company who is regular, who has produced hardware before and is knows how to produce them in quantities that, like normal people should be able to buy one it's very exciting i don't know like i am excited about this in the way that i was excited about the switch oh it's it's the most excited i've been about a piece of like gaming technology since the switch uh so what it is it's a handheld pc it has all the game controls on it so you've got thumbsticks you've got uh, your two sets of triggers. Uh, it's got four buttons on the back, kind of like the Pro Controllers do now. Uh, it's got two haptic uh, touch pads on it, which are supposed to be better than the ones on the Steam Controller, which were not great. Um, it's got a touchscreen, 7-inch touchscreen. Uh, what else? I've got the website pulled up here. But it's also it's built with a custom APU that they worked with AMD on that has... They say it's it has like similar architecture to an Xbox Series S. Uh, there was like a breakdown that Digital Foundry did. It's less powerful than that, obviously. It's about in the range of power as far as like PS4 uh, is, but um, it has like the RDNA 2 stuff uh, that like the new consoles have uh, as far as like graphics power goes. Uh, it is the the part that really makes this thing feel less like a like a just like a weird like expensive toy and like something that I think is gonna break out uh, in a big way is that the base model is four hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And they're I saying mean, that it is it is affordable. a it is a gaming it is a PC. It is running a Linux distro it's uh Arch Linux I believe which is known for um, specifically used for like compatibility with Windows applications. Like it, it has versions of Wine, which is the like Linux uh, Windows emulation system. Uh, but it's also running um, a version of SteamOS that has something called Proton, which was developed a few years after the Steam machines, which we can get into a little bit as far as like why I think this is actually going to succeed. Right. Uh, but the but Proton DB, the whole point of it is that it has it's a compatibility layer that has that allows Linux to work with Windows uh, program APIs. Dave, I'm gonna uh, level with you. I have absolutely no idea what any of the words you're saying. Okay. 
Yeah, Proton seriously. OS makes Windows make, make, games make it, make work on down. Linux. Boil it down. <laughs> Proton OS, you put game on Linux, Windows game on Linux, and it work for okay. the most part. All right. But All right. their their pitch with this is that they they they're saying that they've up that with this device and rolling it out, Proton will be at a point where any game in your your Steam library will just work. Okay, so like, I mean, like that's, I mean, yeah, like you have a user base then with almost two decades of games. I have so many Steam games. Yeah, many games. <laughs> Why? So like, I, like we've we've been here before, right? And I like anybody who's like, no, it's different. The Steam Machine base cost was also four hundred dollars. There were Steam no five hundred. It was five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Okay. So here, I, I looked this up. <laughs> the base cost was five hundred. The first thing was was Valve didn't make this. They basically just like licensed it out to other manufacturers. Right. And they made there were their a own bunch of different manufacturers. Of the yeah. cheapest one was five hundred dollars. And the thing was was at the time, Steam OS was only compatible with any game running in Linux, like natively. There was no real compatibility with windows stuff and like side loading windows onto it was like a little funky so it was just like basically you're spending and at the time also buying a pc that was comparable to a steam machine was a yeah. lot easier to do it was so uh, much easier to do compared to now when everyone is like buying shit for crypto so it was just it there was no point to it it was like okay why would i spend five hundred dollars on a steam machine that is a stripped down experience, a compromised experience where I could just spend that money and buy an actual PC that will play more games better. Uh, but the thing is, is this is portable. Like it's mm -hmm. it's a PC you can mm -hmm. take with you. You can dock it to a screen. Uh, it is also it is like you can alt tab out of their OS and go into Linux and load up productivity software. You can go on the internet. It is a computer. They said that if you want, you can flash Windows to the device and just use it as a Windows machine. They're like, we're not. This is not a Steam machine. It is a computer with Steam on it that plays that we are just making, um, which I think is big and. Again, like, good luck finding a computer with the specs that it has yeah, for four hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, Chromebooks cost more than that and are way less powerful and can do less. Like, it's like that's that's the thing that really seals this for me is that it's 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 a combination of the power of the device. It's their idea of like just you can take your Steam library with you and go. But it's also like if you just if you want a computer that will play Rocket League that you can take with you, 400 bucks will do it. I have so many like, questions though. Like the, yeah. the, you know, the idea that this could be, like I, I, I don't disagree. Like it's an amazing thing. Like it is a really cool and what it can do is really, really cool. I have trouble gaming out the scenario where this becomes the thing that people are going out there and like everybody needs to have okay I mean? yes so, but do you, okay do you do you remember the switch pro fervor no but that's our that's that's us yeah yeah that's yeah. us yeah. man yeah. that's not yeah. everyone out there like i'm i'm talking like people people are talking about like oh steam machine like this is going to be the moment that steam can like finally take on xbox 
PlayStation and Nintendo. I don't think it's going to do that. I don't think it's going to even but come I, fucking close. Of course it's not. I of do, course it's but not. I see this... My thinking of this is that this is something like the original iPad. Where, like, the iPad came out and all the Apple diehards bought it because it's a new Apple machine. And, like, a lot of other people were like, man, I don't know... But then by the time the iPad 2 and the 3 came out, everyone... Not not only was Apple making iPads, everyone started making tablets. Sure. And I think that, like, with this coming out and Steam going, this kind of device is a viable platform. The idea that you can have a PC that's, like, good enough to play most games that you can take with you, that you can use as... Instead of, like, taking a laptop or whatever, you can just use this. And, like, if you want to use it as a productivity machine, you can. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Where's the keyboard? Where's the mouse? You can use one. How... Yeah, great. Okay, so now I'm lugging my handheld and my keyboard and my mouse. Your custom, your custom mechanical keyboard. Like it does. It that makes no sense. Like it's cool that you can use it as a productivity thing. No one is going to, except maybe homebrew nerds. Yeah, homebrew. Right. Yeah. Like, but or or like me. Uh, yes. Or like you know. Yeah. Putting YouTube on there, like, you know, so you can watch videos, stream videos, like put Netflix on it. Great. That's wonderful. This is never going to be a mainstream device. This may be the thing that leads yeah. eventually sure. to the mainstream device, but this ain't it. I, I, However, it's great for me because I don't have a gaming PC at all. Yeah. And I play, I, I, I enjoy handheld gaming. Yeah. But I'm like the tiniest use case. It's, it's, it's good for people like us. I just. Yeah. I where where is the evidence? Yeah, that Valve well, I, is able to scale up in the way that it would need to to make this significant in any way, shape, or form. That's well, that's that's, yeah. where, that's where I get lost in this because yeah. Valve's like, they are is not awesome. They are yeah, saying that like I mean you know they say this all the time because every company wants a thing to sell a lot, but they're saying like if they do it right, they're going to sell millions of them. And the leaked number, so their website went a little haywire when they <laughs> launched this thing, as it usually does at like the beginning of Steam sales and stuff. And there was some data that was like visible. Uh, in the like HTML code, like people were able to pull like pre-order numbers, and uh, within the first couple hours, they were already up to like a, over and and just for a couple configurations, like over a hundred thousand sold. Sure. Uh, which like you know again not mainstream numbers, but like the Steam machine didn't even break five hundred thousand sold. Yeah. Totally. So. So. This won't either. I don't know. Like. I think it. I think it'll hit five hundred thousand. I mean, I think for, for four hundred dollars, like for a portable computer, I think. I think that's for. I mean, Except it's not a portable computer. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is. It is in reality. It is a portable computer, but in but in use, it is not. Yeah. Yeah. it is a portable Steam player, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but let's stop calling it a computer, please. Susan, it's also like, it, it, like yes, it is 
But like, w- none of us have it right. Like, none of us have messed yeah. with it. Like, we are oh, relying yeah. on yeah, yeah, IGN's yeah. Yeah. word and the published specs to be like, here's how easy it'll be to use for all of these other things. Dave, when you're like, you can flash windows to it, I don't know what the fuck you even mean when you say you can flash windows. <laughs> to Unless it. you can like, hit a bouton and go, oh, now it's a computer. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? And yeah, like I and look, I understand. I understand that what I'm saying to people who even have a modicum of PC understanding sounds like I'm a dum-dum who needs to just, like, learn to read. But (laughs) the simplest thing can go wrong with my PC, and I am at a loss to fix anything about it. Like, one time, once, just once, I tried to get PCSX2 the PlayStation 2 emulator running on my computer. Mm. And after six and a half hours and an entire Saturday that I will never get back, I was like, fuck this. This is fucking dumb. I have a PlayStation 2 sitting (laughs) right here that will still work. It will look, I guess, like, I guess I'm not going to get it running in 4K. Fuck. Like, I just... (laughs) All of the rigmarole that you have to... that normal people have to go through to get a gaming PC to do all the cool shit a Steam Deck can do. Ah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it would have to, it would have to be the most user-friendly thing in history. And it won't be. Because it can't be. Right? Like, you, you, it, several iterations from now, when they give up on making it a computer per se and like no this is a thing that just plays your steam games that you can take with you that's it which is honestly what it should be because then you put a nice big candy like buy button on yep. it so you can browse steam and be like oh like give it its own ui its well, own nice big chunky graphics so I, and then let people buy from it i will say that there is a ui like like the the default steam os thing is a ui that like it's like i don't know if you go to the website you can see that they like they they show some screenshots of it and it's like yeah it's it's like something like psn where you're just like navigating oh, a menu okay. you yeah. go into the store or here's my library hit the button and i'm playing and i'm in i push a button on here and it brings up my chats but then they're like okay and then you know you you if you wanted to you could Alt-tab away from that and get into Linux and just start messing with stuff. Uh, and they're mm-hmm. saying, too, like, you can install, um, like, Epic Game Store on it if you want. You could install mm-hmm. GOG oh, on it if you want. Yeah. And the thing, like, um, part of that is, like, okay, if you put Windows on it, you can install those natively. But the distro that they're using does have some compatibility layers, so you could just, you could install... And again, it's Linux, so you're going to have to... I'm sure when this thing comes out, like every website under the sun is going to have guides on how to how to get Epic Game Store on your Steam box. Mm. Uh, to, because it's not... It, something like that is not going to be as easy as just like going to a thing and installing a thing. But, True. But the fact that you can do it, I think, is cool. I think that part is cool, that it's just like... I don't know. I am... <sighs> I'm at a point in my life where I am, I don't want to have, like, I don't want to deal with, I don't have the time to deal with, like, eight different, like, modern game consoles. Like, Switch for Jonah, I barely touch my Xbox, that's more for Jonah to play Minecraft with his friends. PS5, Mm. I'm doing remote play from my PS5 to my phone, like, 
80% of the time because the TV's in use. What if I could just play my Yakuza games on this device? And it's what? just like, that's, that's me. That's, that's why I'm excited about it because it's like the games that I want to play, I can't on the TV because my kid's using it and I can't kick them off. And I can't play. M- See, this was I your can't... first mistake. Is you spawned? Yeah, I can't play M-rated <laughs> games in front of a child. Exactly. Which good parenting. So excellent. Yeah. But huge mistake. Had kids yes. because they just <laughs> they get in the way of your stuff. My gaming time. Uh, so yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, I have. I've. I wouldn't say that I've closely followed, but every time it pops back up where I look at like, oh, the GPD Wind 3 or whatever it's called will yeah. show up every now and then and go like, like, I'll look like, oh, how, you know, what kind of, like, can I play PS2 on like a laptop or like a mobile thing? And then this thing comes up and it's just like a PC, but with the controller bolted to the sides of it. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And every time I look at the price, I'm going, nope, I'm not paying a thousand dollars for this. Sure. Uh, <laughs> But like even 650 with the like 512 internal storage and you can put in micro SD card and put whatever you want uh, in there is like a reasonable enough price for me to go like, yeah, no, I've got a lot of games on Steam. I want to be able to play them. Uh, I think this will do it. It's not unreasonable. It, yeah. it is, is not great. unreasonable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did they explain how... Because like I know that there are the the there are the versions with more memory, yeah. Like especially That's if you want to play a bunch of shit, uh, you know, that came out in the past few years. Yeah. So yeah. It's not yeah. a lot of it's not a lot of space. How do you the internals it? are the same regardless of model. So the four hundred dollar machine is sixty four gigabytes of eMMC, which people go, oh, that's not a lot. But like the Switch OLED model only comes to sixty four. To be fair. Like Nintendo games are like eight gigabytes. Like it's not right. a huge deal. I, I was just going <laughs> to say, like, 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 you want you want to put Call of Duty on this thing. I, like there I have you go. A, I have a two hundred and thirty uh, gig, you know, SD card in my Switch, and I don't. I'll never fill that ever. Yeah. Uh, the um, the the five twenty nine model five hundred twenty nine dollars is two fifty six gigabytes of the NVMe storage, like similar storage that they're using like Xbox and PS five. Uh, and then the 650 model is 512. They all come with the carrying case, and they all have a micro SD card slot, so you can put. Oh, so you can you can just throw a micro SD card. In mm-hmm. there. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. man. I like. I, I don't know. I if I if it's so weird. We we talk about this a lot on this show. Like, I can see the person for whom this is for. Like Game Pass. I can see the person for whom Game Pass is for. I, I'm not. Not that person. Uh, I, I like if you don't have a gaming PC and you want to play PC games. It, this is the better option than anything else in the fucking world on paper right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing on paper. I didn't. I am not interested in getting one until they are out in the world and they, they for work. at least six months. Uh, okay, but like again, like everything Valve has made that's hardware in the past decade. Or you could just wait a couple of years and you get one for nothing. You just get one yeah. for dirt ass cheap, and then it's bad as hell. I paid five dollars for my Steam controller, and how much was that thing at launch? It was like a hundred bucks. Fifty bucks. It was a lot. 
fucking. It was a lot. Yeah. I'll just I'll just play the waiting game. To to counter that though, like the fact that like the like the Steam Link was just a streaming box because this is has like computer parts in it. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna be able to pick one of these up for five dollars in five years. That's like like the the freaking Shield TV came out five years ago and that thing is still two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a little. I think a little different, but yeah, I, I I see what you mean because it is like it really is dependent on like is Valve going to support it, and it's only going to support it if it does well. And mm. early impressions seem way more positive than I've like every like every report for the Steam machines. Every person I heard talking about Steam machines, like who cares? Like what is the point of this? Like that, it's just it's it's a compromised experience. Like yeah. immediately. Like the, but this feels like they fixed. They're at least saying that they fixed. Because the big problem, it'll say with Proton right now, is that there's no, of the top ten games that are currently on Steam right now, only like five of them work well, and it's because the other games all use anti-cheat software that is not compatible with Linux. Interesting. <laughs> and they are saying that they are working with those anti-cheat software makers to get it to run in linux so if they can get if they can get PUBG and apex legends working on this thing and working in a way that like doesn't piss those people off then i think they they may have at least from a technological standpoint they've cracked the nut so let's let's but it remains awesomest handheld coming out this year playdate playdate lives up here yes yeah obviously yes playdate's up here Probably analog pocket next, right? We gonna That's say that? never coming out. That's never analog pocket. All right, analog pocket goes in the completely hypothetical uh, yeah. product category. So Playdate's definitely going to be awesome. Then Steam yep. Deck. Then probably like Switch OLEDs, like way down. <laughs> like the Switch OLEDs, some basement, some basement shit. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. No, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not. It's just not it, played. If any, if anybody had, out there had a launch Vita, uh, be very excited about <laughs> about this. That's where's that? Where's that three G support? That's what I want. Yeah, I like. I, first of all, <laughs> Nintendo, you got one chance, buddy. Where's that rear touchpad? I want to. I want to caress the back. Oh, of I will say the rear touchpad. Yeah, the rear touchpad. Why? Ill-advised. It never worked. Oh my! It never worked correctly. It, no, Not it didn't at all. Every oh, rear touchpad awful. game was terrible. Did you guys play that Assassin's Creed, the Vita Assassin's Creed? No, no. I don't oh, think I man. did. So the Vita Assassin's Creed—it's actually really cool. Um, oh, the Liberation. Liberation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did play that. But one. they—they they were there were puzzles that were like you could only solve by using the rear touchpad and they just were broken just flat out didn't work oh yo what else doesn't work the uncharted game had that too the uncharted game had rear touchpad stuff it did it would you would have to rub the back of it to reveal the like clear off the map or oh it was like doing charcoal rubbings that was it yeah, like you're doing a charcoal rubbing on something to. to oh I god, it, it, that it was game terrible. Too. The uncharted, the uncharted Vita game is overall, it's not bad, but it, it distinctly has a bootleg feeling, like start to finish. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's it's a real like Ewoks Battle of Endor product. Like, 
<laughs> like, but the card game is legit. The bo- the, the, oh, that's right. There was a card game. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. The card game's legit. It's it's quite good. Is that like a real like physical card game? No, it's it like a Vita game. No, it's, it's, it's like on Vita. I should play that. It's a card battling game, yeah. I should play that card battling game. Uh, Dave, who who brought this on the world? Who caused it? <laughs> <laughs> who, is to blame? Who, who wants to see Gabe Newell's Knife Collection? Um... <laughs> We've got uh, our Patreon backers, patreon.com slash continue podcast. I'm going to give a special shout out to our special shout out backers now. Uh, we've got Toast, Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffee, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nelson, Shane Nelson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Canonical, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Rugen. Thank you. I, I want to give a special shout out to Adam Condra for sending me a link to a video of every Loki hair flip <laughs> in, in the recently concluded Loki. It was wonderful, and thank you. Oh, shit. We should have talked about Loki. Uh, I enjoyed Loki. That's like the extent of my critical uh, reaction to Loki. <laughs> but I, I really liked that show. Me too, man. I, I was super into I, it. I, 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 I'm full disclosure. I would watch Tom Hiddleston watch paint dry. Like if there was a show that was Tom Hiddleston in a chair. It's not even like a nice no, chair. No, coming next on TLC, Tom Hiddleston <laughs> watches paint dry. Like he's just blinking. I'd, I'd watch the shit out of it. That would be great. There's, there's, okay, one of the episodes, at the end of one of the episodes, uh, uh, Loki is, is trying to get somewhere, and he can't because something really catastrophic happens, and he's just standing there befuddled, like, mm. what do I do now? I would watch him stand like that for, like, three hours. Absolutely. Not a problem. Done. I, I'm Not in. a problem. I will say, his fucking button-down shirt where for some reason they had to make futuristic seams uh, was the most distracting thing in the world to me for that show. My my very good friend is, she's a costume designer by trade. Oh, cool. And so she, I was watching an ep, the ep, Loki with a couple of friends and she was watching like in the background. I could just hear her in the background being like, why is his shirt like that? Why? And then I couldn't stop staring at it and like stupid. Why does it have to be a future button-down shirt? He could just have a regular button-down shirt, but no, it's got to be future button-down shirt with the seams. Fucking. I have no idea what you're you, talking about. You, although I, I I appreciated the button-down shirt for other reasons. For uh, like, clearly, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, the attire ensemble was beautifully tailored. Kate, Kate asks me yesterday. She's like, "What it, did you like the Loki uh, finale?" I know that I was like, "Yeah, there was a bunch of people in a room having a weird existential conversation uh, that didn't really conclude in a satisfactory manner." And there was no real action. They just they just talked. So he was like, "So it's your ideal show." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Wait, so it's the last episode of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how shows are supposed to end. God damn it! <laughs> just completely. I, what did what? <laughs> yeah, I, these 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 Disney Marvel TV shows, WandaVision, is a whole Goldilocks situation. That's too hot, too much. Uh, 
Falcon and Winter Soldier, too cold. There's nothing there to latch on to. Loki, just right. Just right. Surreal. I loved it. Uh, you can follow us at twitter.com slash continue podcast or continue pod rather. Uh, you could go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and your dollars go towards all of our play date pre-orders. Uh, that's, that's what'll happen. And, uh, Susan, where can people follow you otherwise? You can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I will talk nonsense and uh, discuss horror movies a lot. Watch the Fear Street trilogy Yo. on Netflix. It's awesome. I, that was literally going to be the next question out of my mouth. Do, do Is it actually awesome? It's so good. Saw, it's so good. I saw R.L. Stein's name on it and then became confused. And I was like, is this for me? Is this a thing? It is. It is. It tr- trust. Right. Trust and believe. I'm in. It is for you. And it's all one story. I'm in. Which is really cool. Uh, I, I, I love the premise of doing different years. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Roberts, where do the people find you? Twitter. Twitter. At yeah, that the the bird website as at David Robots. Fitfully, uh, I have I need to get back on Twitch. It's just it's been a while. I've like I took a week off and I'm gonna get back on there. Twitch.tv slash continue podcast. We'll figure something out. As as the bird says instead of the bard, that joke doesn't work. That's no, I take it back. I take no, it back. I take it no. back. Alright everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.